0: And welcome to Deathmatch Colt Presents. Tonight, Very two very special guests. One of the original Deathmatch icons, Corporal Robinson, is with us. And as well, uh, Corporal's here for a reason. He's not just here to shoot the shit tonight. They've got a big tournament coming up in Indianapolis. And we have the owner and the promoter, Gary. Gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for joining us and stuff, Corp. You and I were talking off air a little bit about that, uh, that first deathmatch tournament you ever did. I want to get into that a little bit. But, Gary, talk to us about everything that's going on right now. You guys are less than a month away. Where are you at in the planning, the procedures? You know, walk us through some of that stuff.
1: I mean, everything as of right now is down in ground and ready to go. I mean, everything is set up. We got all the matches pretty much promoted out and let it go. I mean, we just had Alex. Here's all heck some words for Big Corp right here, you know, letting him know what he's going to do to him in that first round match. And we got a lot of other matches that are leading up, and we'd love to see who goes around to the second round so we can see what we got planned. We already have the matches ready for the second round, but we just got to see who's going to make it.
0: And I, you know, got the cart in front of the horse and was so excited about talking to Gary. I forgot to introduce Mike. Mike is joining <laughs> us. The Deathmatch Colt Czar, the wrestling, <laughs> as I've heard him called on the... Um, the ecw podcast the wrestling encyclopedia i'm going to steal that as well mike thank you so much for joining us i know it's kind of late out there and on a saturday night so thanks for joining us
2: no problem always glad to be uh, always glad to be on for sure
0: so gary let's talk about the stipulations um can you run us through those first round matches who you got working what matches and and um the stipulations
1: Yeah, give me uh, one moment and I got you, brother. Uh, Sure. You know, uh, we got to pull up the good information for you guys so I don't make someone look bad. Okay, we got the rejects versus the hooligans in a shit ton of glass match. Now, the special stipulation in that is as soon as whoever wins that match, both the members have to turn around and fight each other. Whoever wins that match will go on to the second round.
0: I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, it's unique.
0: Yeah, now, uh, we we
1: want to do a, a little bit different. You know, uh, we, we got some normal death match. We don't want to just be like, hey, these guys are fighting in a death match. We want to have some to catch your eyes. Now, we ain't going for the most violent. We want to try to, like I said in the last podcast, man, I'm trying to show the word wrestling inside of death match. Wrestling. I want to show these guys can still go like everybody knows they can.
2: For sure. Right. No, after that, I got
1: the uh, Cole Radrick. Versus G Raver in the boards of bullshit match. That one's getting a lot of attention right now. Everybody's scared for Cole Redrick of uh, what G Raver's going to do to him.
2: I, I like Cole. Uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. He's done a couple death matches. He did No Boat Barbed Wire with Reed Mentley that was really good. And uh, at this first uh, So You Want to Be death match star, I thought him and Justin Storm had the best match of the night. So uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of excited for that match. I think they're going to match up really well. And I think a lot of people are going to be in pass for Cole.
1: After that, uh, I I know Cole
2: uh, and bro,
1: I I really think he's going to, he's going to pop a lot of eyeballs open against G Raver. I I think he's going to take, he's going to surprise G Raver himself, honestly.
0: Yeah, G. Raver's on such a winning streak right now. Um, even continuing to kill it down there in Mexico. Um, it'll be very interesting. I'm very interested to see how that goes. Um, anytime Raver steps in the ring, you know something amazing is going to happen. So I'm very interested to see how that one goes.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Next up to that, I've got Neil Cutter and, and the, the dirty white boy, Chuck Steen, in a barbed wire hell match. I mean, I'm putting barbed wire wherever I can stuff barbed wire. After that, I got Peter B, the beautiful Peter B
0: versus Amazing Marie in a Kitchen Nightmare match. After that, I got Slack
1: versus Aiden Blackheart in a Last Man Standing death match.
2: What, what, now, what is the concept of, I mean, I not know what a Last Man Standing match is, but is there weapons? What's the, yes what uh, on that?
1: I mean, my, my unique thing on that is, once again, uh, both these names right here, when I uh, when I researched them, when I've been a fan, like I told you guys before, I'm a Deathmatch fan. So uh, both these guys are hard asses. Both these guys take a lot to put down. So normally when you have Deathmatches, one, two, three, is over. Most of these guys, it's hard to get them down for that one, two, three. So most of these guys are going to fight until they die. That's Both are gimmicks i mean if you look at them they both will go through hell to win their matches so we want to see who can incapacitate the other man because that's what we honestly feel it's going to take to get either of those guys to stop
2: fighting for sure it's like, yep. it's like, a, it's like a combo texas death match freaking uh with weapons yeah, that's where I got the concept, because once again, there is a lot of fans out here that love the New
1: Age Deathmatch, that are probably just now getting on death matches because, uh, you know, Black Craft Wrestling, GCW, and stuff like that. But there is a lot of fans that, you know, come into AWR, and they are tech, uh, Terry Funk fans. They are Mick Foley fans. They are, you know, names like that. So Texas Deathmatch is where I honestly got the concept. When people was like, why are you putting that in a Deathmatch? Well... Texas deathmatch is the same rules, a 10 count and then a pin, or or vice versa. If I'm not wrong, you know, you can correct me. Um, So that's the same concept as what I'm doing. Same concept as as a deathmatch, except they have to get that uh, 10 count. If they cannot answer or move after 10 seconds, they're done.
0: Nice. I'm excited to see that, because those are two, like you said, that's going to be a hoss fight. That's gonna. That's two old tough son of a bitches, and they're gonna. They're gonna kill each other.
1: Uh, I got emts. Uh, you know, we, we, we need. We need. We need someone to move around to too. So I'm hoping they don't kill each other. I hope one of them still can walk around in that second round. Right. <laughs> uh, after that, I got uh, the battle of the dragons. There was a lot of questions about what I meant by the battle of the dragons, and I had to clarify it. There was a tag team in Indianapolis history, What's people, well, some people know this, some people don't. We're going to educate them a little bit. Isaiah and Apollo uh, Apollo Star, they were known as the Nubian Dragons. You had Del Patrick's. He's part of the Young Dragon. What better battle in a death match than two generations of the dragons? So the death, it's anything they want to do. We're going to have light tubes. We're going to have barbed wire. We're going to have anything that they need to clarify who is the best of the Rage Dojo, who is the best dragon there is.
2: Very cool. What kind of steps are going to be in that match?
1: It's an overall death match. I mean, I, I don't have no special... You know, to me, I feel like a story itself tells itself. What I just said right there, there's a Rage Dojo. Everybody knows the Rage Dojo. Both members of the Rage Dojo and those names, Del Patrick's and Isaiah. Absolutely. You know, the the dragons, the Naptown dragons, the young dragons, and the Nubian dragons all have history here in Indiana. And, and the thing is, Isaiah being a
3: legend himself, uh, as far as the art of just wrestling and stepping foot into a death match tournament, which... I think may, he may have only competed in one Maybe King of the Death back in the day But this is one of Isaiah's first And probably only appearances ever In a Deathmatch tournament And if you've not seen Isaiah live Get ready Pack your bags because that kid's phenomenal
2: Oh for sure He had an insane barbed wire match with Shane Mercer A couple of years ago It was fucking money So it's exciting to see him back into that foray again <sighs>
0: For sure no
1: and, and i mean uh, uh, on the there's a reason and you know it might be special to my heart it might just be because the guy's on the phone with me um it, it's alex herzog versus Corporal robinson and now uh, we we didn't want to get in trouble and call the tlc but you can get the letters as tax like tubes and cheese graders match
0: so let's we've got one of the best promos in the business on the line corp What's gonna happen in this, yeah. in, this, in this tax light tubes and cheese graters match? Well, what's gonna happen
3: is simple. It's a simple one. I never underestimate anybody and especially a six foot seven monster. The, the, the issue, he, the problem he's gonna have is he's stepping into my world. He's also stepping in when I'm coming back completely healthy, I'm coming strong, I'm coming to my hometown and I'm coming to prove a point. See, Alex Herzog is a big dude. He, he He's a monstrous kind of guy. Except the problem is, once I start lighting his fucking head up with lottery punches, he's going to drop. And he's going to keep dropping till, till my knee catches his fucking chin bone, and I lay the son of a bitch out. That's what's going to happen, is I will beat Alex Herzog to death and step foot into that second round. That's what's going to happen. And... The, there is no if, ands, buts are about what's going to happen. What's going to happen is how long will Alex Herzog survive? Is what's going to be the, the comment. How long will the big man, the big Viking, survive when he steps foot in the ring with a pissed off Corporal Robinson? That's, that's what's going to be the money pay line. You got a point.
0: God damn. I hope that Viking is. He's got to be scared. You got to be worried when you're stepping in there with the death match icon, the death match legend that is Corporal Robinson. You've got to be a little bit nervous there. There's, there's no, not going to be one minute off in that ring. Corp's going to wear him out from one side of the ring to the other corp has been doing this. What'd you say? Corp, your first match, your first death match tournament was 97, 97. Yep. So since 1997, he knows his way around a death match ring.
3: And, and- Boy, and we're gonna put it point and simple. This is one of my final two ever tournaments I'm ever gonna be in. So if you're not there live, you're gonna you're
0: gonna miss one of the epic battles ever. So that's a little bit of breaking news as well. Corp saying this is one of the last two. He's got this one and one more in him, right, Corp? That's it. That's it. And he's, and one he's done one
3: more ever. That's it. What's, as far as deathmatch tournaments, completely done. What's the other one? I'm not telling
2: you. <laughs> good, try, good try though. I got a good guess, but I'll I'll figure. Yep. Uh, uh,
3: I promised them I wouldn't let it out till they let it out. Gotcha. And and it it the bottom line, AWR is gonna be where I do my final match ever. I will put that. Um it will be where I end it completely. Uh, but as far as deathmatch tournaments, this will be and the only reason it felt like this is because theirs is before the other one. So um, but I will end it with AWR. I will end okay. my in-ring wrestling at all with AWR.
0: And will that will that last match be a deathmatch as well? Or will you go back to the. I'll go have to wait and see. Can't blame us for asking, you know.
3: No, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, I'm just gonna have to wait and see. That's why it's good to anticipate and want something. So we're just gonna give us
1: something big.
0: All right. So I can't. I kind of lost count. Was that the first round or? Yeah, that was the first round. I mean, the second round. I mean, I pretty much. uh,
1: And I've been gave slack for this. The second round, you're gonna have to be there to see what happens in the second round. That's awesome. I think that's uh, great. I don't. I don't want to just sit there and lay everything out on the line. Sit there and tell you everything that's going to happen. Tell the fans what they can expect because the best thing about wrestling is being, you know, being surprised. Being sure. excited to something you didn't know. And that's what and, I and feel like not, it is I mean, by that strategy. Done.
3: It's never done anymore. With so many smart marks and people putting out shit before it happens, it's never done. So the fact that you're not releasing the second round is fucking awesome. Means you got to buy a ticket to see what happens, or you got to watch the lines when people are putting them up.
1: For sure, That's tr- you know I got to be let it be known, and that is the thing. Uh, you know, I this event, and I've talked it over with different streamers. Not going to drop names, but you know, and, and I've been asked many times, "Are we going to stream, stream this live?" No, we will not. We are going to wait for the DVD to come out. We will allow people to send videos online and all that, but there will not be no what you're going to see live. You're going to have to be at this event to fully see what this event about because we feel like this is an in-person event. I feel like streaming this online, online, people are going to get it and they really ain't going to respect this event for what it really is. You have to come to this event and you have to see this event. If you miss it, you're going to have to wait that two, three weeks before we produce that DVD and we put it out. So you're going to have to sit there and deal with what you just missed. So I tell you to go over to ticketroomba.com and you better get those tickets if you want to see that second round. And you want to see that third round, you want to see who's crowned the first Asylum Deathmatch Tournament champion. Nice. There-
0: Is- go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. There's no reason to not be at this tournament, guys. I don't care where you live. If you live on the East Coast, Indianapolis is like 10 hours from Jersey. It's 10 hours from Philly. That's an easy drive. You wake up in the morning. The tournament starts at four, right? Uh, No, actually, uh, you know,
1: uh, we got to update it uh, because we were worried that we wasn't going to give these guys enough time to do what they have to do. We've allowed it for. Two and a half more hours. We're actually, doors are opening now at 1.30. And the uh, first bell will be at 2 o'clock. If you get the VIP, you get to come in 15 minutes early and pick your, uh, your special first you know, row seat, your own seat, where you want to sit. That's
0: then, awesome.
1: Uh, it's going to end. We're, we're allowed it to around 7, maybe 6. You know six or seven but if it needs to go over we uh, we're good the, the venue loves what we're doing and they fully support everything that we're doing
0: that's what's up but so anyway so it starts at at uh, 2 now or 1 yeah. the doors yeah. uh so come out sa- saturday evening you can leave wherever you're at but even if you're so if you're in kentucky it's a two-hour drive up from kentucky it's three hours from nashville it's a couple hours from chicago It's a couple hours from from cincinnati and cleveland there is no reason not to be at this tournament gary and the guys have done a million sales on tickets i'm sure if you watch there's going to be more hype and stuff coming around this they're gonna there's no reason to not support this every midwest deathmatch wrestling fan has no reason not to be at this especially this indianapolis is smack in the middle of the midwest of the heart of the midwest um you should be there it's i know some of the guys say well milwaukee's too far to go for what dysfunction's doing or or this tournament's too far away. Indy's close to everything, and you can take you can take 65 or 69 and get there pretty easy from wherever you're coming from. So, if you want to see great deathmatch tournaments happening in the Midwest, we've got to support this one. I'll kind of get off my soapbox there. I'm sorry, I just I hate hearing people bitch about wanting these tournaments and then no one ever wants to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. If you want if you want good wrestling, you have to support independent wrestling because no matter where or what kind of wrestling you like, that's where the superstars begin. So get out there and support us because you never know what can happen if you support the right promotion. And something you touched on, there is let it be known because I always drop a little fun for Deathmatch Cult because they always support the hell out of us. Um, coming, let's see what is today. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm going to be announcing another contest that can win three free general missions to the event. So just pay attention to the Facebook uh, uh, account, and, and you'll see that we're going to give away three free tickets on general missions just to make sure we can get three lucky people to come in and, and get to see this once in a lifetime because i mean there hasn't been a death match tournament here in a long time you know event i think the
3: last one was 2008 and i think i won it
0: yeah i can't think of anything that's happened in indie since about then you know um some other i was uh talking to one of my friends that does a, a different wrestling um podcast and they're like what's the indie scene right now and i'm like well it's always there's always a lot of death match guys and he's like, but they don't do any deathmatch wrestling in indie. And I'm like, Oh dude, that's about to change. That's, that's going to change. Uh, these guys at AWR are going to, are going to flip that on its head. So, um, yep. you know, it's, it's interesting that really, if you kind of look back, indie has been not really a thriving territory since the bruiser ran it, you know? And uh, I think this is the way you guys kind of turn that around and get indie back. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys still working from Indianapolis and the greater Indiana area. Um, You've got some legends like Vortex and those guys that are around and and Corp. Um, I mean, Corp's still doing it. Uh, So I think it's going to be I think it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, That's what we wanted to do here with AWR, and I told you guys last time, you know, I love every style of wrestling, and that's why I'm bringing every style of wrestling to Indianapolis. That's why you never know. You might see a Calvin Tankman versus Corporal Robinson. You know, you never know what type of style you might see. I, want, I think Indiana needs to be where it used to be. It has the talent. It has the fans. We've proven that because most, I'm not shooting people, but most independent shows are only pulling 50, 60 people lucky here in indianapolis you know there's a lot of promotions that have that issue that let it be known that they uh, people ain't coming up to the shows people love these shows if you give them the stars that they they want and that's exactly what awr has done i want i'm doing everything i'm bringing the women in i'm bringing tag team wrestling i'm bringing deathmatch wrestling yeah i mean amazing Maria and peter b Inter-gender, inter-gender wrestling is going to be here. Anything you want that, to see. I promise
3: you that, that is going to be a bloodbath. That will be. Yeah, a, that, I, that, I, that, I that don't understand that. that. It, is, uh, it has a possibility except for me beating Alex Herzog to death to steal the show in the first round. It has that, yeah. that potential because yeah, Peter that, B. That. in much all the controversy he's had and all that. He's a tough son of a bitch. I fought the fucking little faggot for about about 50, 60 matches, and I had to beat that son of a bitch till he can't hardly walk, but that takes me about 45 fucking minutes to do now because the son of a bitch keeps coming back. So, and uh, I've seen nothing but good shit on Maria. I haven't, you know, lied. I haven't worked her or haven't anything like that, Um, but from what I've seen her do, she's a tough broad. She's she's pretty much the next Mickey Knuckles, from what I'm being told.
1: Yeah, that match is very underrated. Uh, That really, when I released every match, you know, I it got a lot of love, and I expected that because that's why we prune the matches that we prune for the stories that we are ready to tell with it. And then when I put that out, it was a lot of people didn't react the way I thought they would, because I really feel like the Prince of the Death Match and uh, the Queen. A death match together, they're going to tear that house down. Peter B is a monster. Amazing Maria is even more a monster. She will fight anybody. She even told me when we talked about this match, fight me. So, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be an amazing match.
2: I hope Maria kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> get out of him.
3: I, I, I have the same sentiments. I have the same sentiments, but. <laughs>
0: I've seen a couple of old videos of you beating the shit out of old Peter B beautiful. That kid I murdered is- that son of a bitch. I <laughs> murder that motherfucker
3: every time I step in a ring with him, and I will continue to this day if I have to step in a ring with him, murder that fuck. But he is a tough son of a bitch. I'll give him that much.
2: Oh, I've I've seen you fucking beat the shit out of him. I seen Ian Rotten half kill him. I seen fucking Leatherface try to sodomize him with a cactus.
3: Yeah, that was that was in the first. That was in the first uh, hardcore cup. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: so it was. Yeah.
3: I remember that.
2: Yeah, but, There's always
3: around too.
2: Fucking Nick Gage just beat the fuck out of him not too long ago.
3: Yeah, I heard. About, I wondered. I was asking. Was wondering about that. I never heard what happened at it.
2: But, well, I would say about be about like if you were in the ring with him or Ian Rotten was he beat the fuck out of him. I would okay. say he
0: got less than 5% offense in it. He just
2: he sat in just
0: there and took. Fucking smashed okay. his razor board over his head like six times.
3: What the fuck? All right. All right. I, I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> MDK.
2: Right. <laughs> Beat him like Yoda money.
0: <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I to him up front, so I, mean, I, I bet Nick got paid before he went out. Was a yeah, I know I would've. Has that ever been a problem, Corp? Back in the day, a guy's you work a death match and not get paid? Um, no, because
3: I'd kill him. Right. Um, I was one of the guys in the locker room that has no problem punching a promoter in the mouth that fucks me over, um, unless I'm friends with him um. If I'm friends with them, then we, we got an issue. But, uh, usually normally I don't ever have that problem. Uh, I know a lot of the guys that have, um, and that sucks, you know, and I usually take up for them, but then the other thing is, uh, sometimes you gotta be smart enough to be able to, if the promoter shady, which thank God, AWR never has been, never will be. Um, but there's some shady ass promoters out there, man, that'll book a tournament like this, and then you get everything done. They'll tell you to wait till the end of the show which that's always a fucking that's always a maybe when they when a promoter don't have your money when you walk in the door that then you're it, it's it's needles cuz you don't know you you know what I'm saying if the promoter most promoters good promoters will hand you an envelope when you walk through the door and that that's what you both agreed on and uh if they don't do that and they're hoping that the the house covers it that's a scary situation
1: now we'll speak for AWR we have never I, I you. So, like he said, and I appreciate that, Corp. The, the, uh, I, I feel bad for workers that go through that. I've heard of some of the workers here, you know, and in different states, they get handshakes and hot dogs. And I can't do that to workers. I, I really can't. I will go out of my way to help my workers, even if you've never worked for me and it's a, a future event. I will go out of my
2: way to make sure you were taken care of because awesome. that's I- what you're supposed to do. For sure, and I think that even in Indiana, that happens sometimes, <laughs> not by you, yeah. but that,
0: that Kentucky area. Yeah, I think- I, I'm 100. I can 100% right. vouch
3: that that is the fucking case. <laughs> I will not put nobody on blast because I don't work like that, but uh, it 100% happens.
2: Yeah, I've heard, I've heard quite a few stories <laughs> and sometimes, not even a hot dog, maybe just a handshake.
0: Oh, yeah, man.
2: We'll,
3: we'll get you next time, kid
0: yeah <laughs> well john wayne murdoch was the one quoted saying um he goes no one ever shook my hand and the hot dogs are cold that head, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the funny shoot man my last event i had a certain
1: wrestler taking a picture at our catering and i went over there and i asked him i said man what are you doing he said bro you're the first company i've worked for in five years that fed their workers i was like what Damn! Ouch! Uh, 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 I expect to take care of you if I work for if I work for a company, they give me a lunch break or they give me lunch normally. So, no, right. <laughs> uh, there, there, there has to be something in there, man. Yeah. For, for <laughs> I
3: sure. I need my extracurriculars. I need yep. some food. I'm fat now, so I, I need some food. And um, yeah, yeah, extracurriculars and food are, are guaranteed. For a solid show.
1: Absolutely Welcome to W R.
0: Right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like so you guys be. are
0: running on the right side of Meridian for all that stuff, so you're good. We yeah. <laughs>
2: you hear, <the, laughs> you hear the horror stories. Just one promoter might get lucky, might make a taco from one of his past jobs, but.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we said we weren't going to talk about the Carnage Cup anymore.
2: I'm not shitting on stuff. It's not Kevin Brennan
0: I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, no, you're right. I'm thinking of the taco stand. Sorry. No. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't directed towards Brendan. It was directed towards somebody else. I, I, I remember
2: now, but yeah. Oh, Lord. Brendan right he I just might want you to wrestle an alligator with a shotgun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Corp, how much is it going to cost you to I, I want you to cut Corp, your hand can, off. Yeah. Is there, is there any, yeah. is there any validity to the truth that Brendan was asking guys to cut, to lose a finger for 200 bucks? Who was? Kevin Brennan,
3: uh, he never asked me that shit. Cause I'd have punched him.
0: have <laughs> <laughs> lost more than a finger.
3: Yeah. 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 He's a lost more. Yeah. He's a thought finger, uh, <laughs> you know, and some of their stipulation. look, I can always say this. Kevin Brennan paid me everything I told him when he came up with a dumb stipulation, I came up with a dumber price and, um, uh, he covered it every time. So, nice. uh, he, and he paid me a minute I walked through that door. So uh, that was one of the promoters I can honestly say never fucked me on money. Never. Even even with his strong style tournament he did with the uh, six people that showed up. I, I, I did win that tournament, but uh, he paid me everything he was supposed to. So And he damn sure didn't have that in the crowd. Right on.
2: Yeah, I've never heard I, there's a lot of criticism of him, but definitely hasn't ever been above all the pay. Everybody I've ever talked to, he's always paid people.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's always he's always paid everything he's promised every, every time.
2: Yeah, a hey, of I criticism, can, but I not can respect the
3: promoter with that. I mean, he may be crazy in some of the shit he does, um, and I just simply say, "Fuck you." No, I ain't doing that crazy shit. Or I'm like, "Okay, you're gonna pay me this much," um, but because there's honestly there's not a weapon in the world that I can't wrestle in. Um, um, I'm fully confident in that, and I'm fully confident me and my opponent will be completely uh, not in the emergency room afterwards, uh, but but give the fans everything
2: they want to see. Um, you wanted to introduce I, rattlesnakes I, one I, year, so be careful what you say.
3: Before. I do so you're going to take now. that rattlesnake bump. Yeah, yeah, I got your rattlesnake bump. <laughs> rattlesnake, <yeah. laughs> it won't be court-taking it, I promise
0: you. <laughs> Reversal. Right, Peter, here's what we're going to do. You see those rattlesnakes? <laughs>
3: you'll see you'll see lottery punches in full effect if the motherfucker (laughs) can knock me out then it ain't never been done yet if he can knock me out then good good, i'll take that bump but until one of them can knock me out which ain't gonna happen then uh yeah they're taking the bump.
0: (laughs) so uh, a question i got for you gary is there's there's still quite the quite the few um Indianapolis, Indiana-based Deathmatch guys. Some of them are retired. Some of them are gone. Um, you know, it, could we see a Scotty Vortex make an appearance at a show, or some of the other guys, the indie guys, make? Guys? I mean,
1: AWR has an open door policy. Anybody that wants to come to AWR and they have something to give us, uh, you know, to, to the stage we're presenting, you know, then I'm open for it uh i'd hate to sound like a fucking uh, wrestling mark and say never say never but it's the truth mm-hmm. if a scotty vortex is listening hey scotty come holla at me i got something for you already uh just hearing your name in, in awr mixed up I, I got something for you right now
0: but- well, i think that crowd would pop so big if in between like the second and in uh, the final round all of a sudden scotty vortex walks out carrying some weapons and tells the fans about the stipulations holy shit, would that be cool <sighs> I
1: mean, I think it'd be better to see him come down and inter- interject
2: in a match and put himself I agree. in.
0: I agree. Agreed, but I think Scotty's pretty well retired, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's,
2: he still does stuff here and there. He just takes breaks in between.
0: Oh, I thought he was done.
2: I mean, maybe he retired the last GCW show, but I didn't think so. I could be wrong.
0: Well, I know he and I were talking on Facebook fairly recently, and... But he has retired, I
2: think, three times, too, before,
0: so. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys retire quite a bit. And he had said that he is planning well, on. I promise you guys, you will not you will not hear Corporal Robinson retired three
3: times. You will hear Corporal <laughs> Robinson retired once and once only. And after that, I will probably be in the back with Gary smoking a fatty and booking shows with him. That's
2: probably exactly what
3: I'm doing after that
1: my- I retire. There's a big possibility in that. Let me answer on that side. That's a very big possibility, and I can roll pretty good. So,
0: well, you know, I'm going to be down in Indianapolis in a couple yep. weeks. <laughs> we might have to. Uh, we might have to hang out in the back uh, I'll check those rolling credentials.
1: Hey, Amen. You know, we always every, every mark every mark had a, a had a gimmick for NWO. We used to ride by the We World Order. So you, you <laughs> right. met one of the best, brother.
0: I was just, I'm looking through my messages and Scotty and I are supposed to talk, um, while I'm down in Indy for your tournament. So hopefully mm-hmm. that means he's coming to your tournament. He t- uh, did he tell you he'd speak to you uh, when they, you were down here? Yeah. I said, Hey, I'm going to be at the AWR show, interviewed some of the workers before and after the tournament. Are you going to be around? He said, yeah, I'd love to talk to you. Hmm. I mean I don't think he lives too far from the vet he, cuz he's still in Indiana. No, I no, I
1: know he. Uh right. I, I know Scotty Vortex. I've been in you know I've talked to him a few times. But that that's why he told you that.
0: <laughs> Maybe um do you want us to edit that part out? Cuz we No. You're
4: fine. You can edit that
0: part out. You can edit that part out. But no, no, you're fine. Okay, I just didn't want to I didn't want to No, no, you're good. Tape no, tape no you're good. Uh, there ain't nothing
1: like that. I mean I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you, and I've always said I'm a straight shooter, and you can leave this in here. Uh, you know, I have not talked to uh, him and confirmed him to come to uh, uh, May 19th. That's the reason I shot at you and left it out there if he is listening. Right. I'll let me. You know, it might not even be for May 19th. But that's why it intrigued me when he told you that he's going to be, the, he will talk to you May 19th.
0: It's, well, that's, here's the other thing. Sometimes wrestlers just say things to Marks to get them to leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> like old yeah, man, it's so, like, oh, yeah, buddy, as soon as things slow hey, down, I'll get a you. I don't believe that. Right? Not for one
3: minute. <laughs> <place it was. laughs> I to Get him off the phone. No,
1: no, no I don't different. believe it. They wouldn't even do that to promoters
4: either. I've never done that.
0: Never done that. I'm sure Scotty was probably sitting there, like talking to his old lady, like, "Oh my god, this fucking guy! I don't care about your podcast, bro. I don't want to listen Who's to your demo." Who's AWR? Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: They're only the hottest promotion going and gonna be going in the Midwest in the next decade.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll agree with that. Because
3: Hey, look, AWR just in a Midwest Indiana thing. AWR is going to be nationally when we're done with it, period, point blank. I'm going to tell you boys right now, this company will go nationally if I got to do it my goddamn self. That's how fucking good they are.
0: Charge. Corpse <laughs> driving the ring truck. <laughs> and I'm riding passenger. If I, got, if I <laughs>
4: Everybody got you motherfuckers the
0: better get out of life. That's the truth.
2: Mike, what do you got? Um you you uh, obviously Gary, you're a fan, you've watched a lot of different deathmatch shows. Um what what inspired you? You know, which which shows and matches really inspired you to wanna have your own promotion and to want to do a deathmatch tournament.
1: Uh, man, uh, you know, i touched on a little bit back on uh, back our first podcast. I started off a wrestling fan and, and in wrestling, my father made me watch the past uh, death matches was popping. I think, you know, the CCW tournament of death one or two was the one I started seeing on the internet. I wasn't, even didn't even know what that style of death match because at that time that those things were happening, I was actually watching Terry Funk and Mick Foley. I wasn't allowed to watch the New Age stuff. I, my dad made me research wrestling. So from that point, when I started becoming a mark, and, and you know, the internet, uh, uh, you know, AOL, I used to go on all the wrestling sites as a kid, and that's when I started seeing the videos. That's when I started seeing Corporal Robinson. That's when I started seeing all these names, and I started with YouTube, and I started, next thing I know, DVD, and next thing I know, going to events, watching it. it the promotion, becoming a promoter, Older brother, they, they came out with old wrestling games. To be honest, there's T E W E E W R, where you would take over in a game. You take over a wrestling company, and you hire and you take care of the business. And I was like 12 years old, and, you know. And that always, mm-hmm. I loved that. Something like franchise and, and Madden, or or you know something like that. It was it there was game, computer games like that, and I'd play those. And I always loved that aspect. I always loved business, and then. To love wrestling, there's nowhere else to do the two things that you love. And then I was lucky enough. Me and Josh Stone, he's a music uh, uh, promoter. He's a, he loves wrestling, and, and he was like he heard me out one day. I threw a business pitch at him. He went his own way. You know, he came back to me. That that business aspect didn't work. I'm not going to shoot on who it was. I think half Indianapolis knows. Uh, but he came back to me and he's like, Gary, let's do AWR he said let's do something he said i think you got the mind state i got the business mind state. let's let's do something the rest is history <laughs> i mean really uh, i let it speak for its own uh, everybody the people that was at the last show seen it uh the numbers didn't lie uh, i'm doing our numbers are doing real good on attendance um the, our, our insights on social media don't lie you know uh, i sure. name and i name a name and people go nuts They share it. They go, they're messaging me. My inbox does not stop going off.
2: Yeah, you've got a unique tournament, too. You've got some different people in it that aren't always in tournaments, you know. I think bringing in Chuck Steen was a great move. I think he's a guy that people just haven't seen enough, but he really does some wild shit.
1: Yeah, I just seen what he did with Peter B. Speaking of you guys bringing his name up earlier, he just did something, I think it was yesterday. I do believe it was yesterday yesterday and, and uh, sorry to stay on topic with it which you guys were saying he beat the dog shit out of that boy
2: absolutely absolutely uh he had a he had a great match with g-raver two too long ago uh dead did so, yeah uh, his,
1: that's why i put him and nil together to be honest i think those two right there for people like the names you see the corp you see the uh isaiah even though he has not been in death matches like that you know what he's about a lot of people here don't know what Neil Cutter and Chuck Steen can do, and I think putting them together, you're gonna get a one of the most, you know, shocking matches. I think it's, it's gonna shock shock everybody how good and how crazy those two boys are.
2: Yeah, the craziness factor definitely uh, could be insane on that uh, for sure, because they both are uh, very talented guys and both you know want to make a make a name. What
0: do you got, Max? So there had to have been some some headaches in booking this tournament, you know. Share with everybody that's fantasy booked a tournament or fantasy booked wrestling. Share with us a little bit of the headaches you guys have ran into. Well,
1: uh, as a, uh, and I don't want to speak before I say anything. I say I don't want to speak as a veteran of wrestling. I don't want to speak as some promoter that knows it all. Because like I've said in the past, I'm green. I'm a, I'm a year in. You know, I'm learning everything still. You know, but Well, you know, getting told, you know, from some people, they want to do the tournament. They'll break their back to get to you to do the tournament. And then they call you and tell you, no, I'm not interested. And you've got, you know, everything ready to promote them, you know, and you built, you know, built matches and opponents for them. And they decided, no, I don't want to be a part of your tournament. You know, stuff like that inside, you know, heat with people. Trying to take care of inside he other uh, my my main problems with this tournament has came from you're
2: breaking up really bad. I got him clear.
1: Okay. Um, But my main issues uh, from booking this tournament is pretty much just two things. And that's Indian Indianapolis promotions and sponsorships, because normally we're getting talked to by sponsorships and everybody's scared. Because of it being the first death match. But, I mean, these guys know how to take care of themselves. The names uh, we got in the AWR, just like Corp just said, no matter the weapon, uh, they, they won't end up in the ER. Right. And a lot. that's the only real problems I have. The state ain't messing with us. You know, wrestlers ain't giving me hell. Uh, shoot straight. Every wrestler has told me, quote, unquote, they're very excited for this, and they're they're ready to tear the fucking show down. So when I get that from every worker, this show's really going to be something. I, I really see this being a mark. This being something that pops and every match is going to be an eye-opener. I don't see a sleeper on the card.
0: I know some people have kind of said that they think Carnage Cup is going to take over the, uh, the, I, uh, the IWA Mid-South kind of King of the Death match thing. I think this tournament's going to be the one that does it. I think Indianapolis is a better spot to have a tournament. Um, I think the timeline of having it in May before kind of deathmatch season kind of starts uh, and guys being able to promote themselves as that AWR deathmatch champion. I think everything you guys have done has positioned yourselves to kind of become that new dark horse uh, promotion. Like what I truly think is in the next two or three years, we're going to see AWR. So I think AWR is going to be the feeder to supply deathmatch guys. And, you know, the other thing is guys that are listening to this that don't know um, AWR doesn't just do deathmatch stuff. They, they have, I kind of look at their cards as almost like the old school cool CZW stuff. They have the high flyers. They've got some brawlers. They've got a lot of cool shit going on. Um, and I truly think that eventually um, we'll see um, AWR be the kind of the feeder or even appear in a rival to GCW. And then they're kind of feeding guys to AEW and, and WWE as they need guys. I, I truly think that's going to happen. I think that there's the um, there's that, you know, if you look at a baseball team, they have single A all the way up to the pros. And I think wrestling needs that kind of delineated path. You used to kind of have that with the territories, and now you don't. So I think AWR is going to supply some really good um, training and path for these guys. Well, with that being said, you know, you kind of touched on when you said the peer thing. Uh,
1: we want to be peers with everybody. Uh, uh, GCW, I'll let me. I'd love to have you guys come in and we do an Indianapolis show. Uh, we do an AWR GCW. I'll, I'll even let you put GCW in front of it if you want. Come holler at me. We'll see the best of GCW take on the best of AWR. Black Craft Wrestling, i'll at me. <laughs> you know uh, Any of these guys, any promotion, hey, Impact. You want to get in Indianapolis? I got a venue for you and some guys that will tear your guys his ass out. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not here to be the best. I'm not trying to be next Vince McMahon. I ain't trying to take over the world of wrestling. I just want to give good wrestling, give the fans what they deserve, because for many years, i never seen it here. And I'm a fan. So before I became a promoter, and I did not know Indianapolis Wrestling was here. And In Indianapolis Wrestling I was watching was the same stuff that I've seen for 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up in Fort Wayne. Um, So it's, we kind of had the same thing. There was, there's good wrestlers coming out of Fort Wayne, but we never had a a, a scene. So my hope is that, you know, um, up here in Crown Point, we've got um, Black Label Pro that's really putting on a good program. We've got AWR. All of a sudden, Indiana's going to kind of blow up. And I think Indiana's got the potential to be the next New Jersey as far as um, home of the independent wrestling world.
1: Yeah. I mean, to the whole point, you were, you know, you alluding to we we want to help the wrestling world uh i mean we're even in talks right now there might be a seminar coming to may 19th um we we want to train uh the next generation that's all what it's about is growing this business with the next generation or superstars and stuff like that we're in talks again the school started Uh, uh we're trying to make this something that goes as corp said more than just indiana you know it's nice to start off in indiana but my my hopes and aspirations is you see awr in california doing shows you see uh, i'm very open and i've talked to a couple of promotions of doing co-joint shows so different stars and different promotions can get get seen in areas that really don't know nothing about them
0: well i hope you take Haiza wherever you go because i I love i'm sure i said his name wrong but Isaiah,
1: Isaiah Isaiah. I yeah. say it how I read it. It's not Japanese. <laughs> I
0: know. Well, he, you know. He is
1: the ninja, though. Let it be known, he is the ninja. Right.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, you know, and, and being an Indiana guy, and I've I, I've lived all over the world. And anytime I saw the NapTown Dragons and stuff, I'm like, that's that's where I'm from, guys. That's that's my town. You know, those. Yep. You know, when you when you get outside of the country. Anything in Indiana is your hometown, you know, like they mm-hmm. you know, we always joke about they're like, uh, I lived in um, in Canada for a long time. And they're like, oh, Indianapolis, how far is that from your house? Because they'd watch Indy 500. And I'd be like, oh, it's close. You know, whereas in real life, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's two hours away and the 500 is a pain in the ass. But when you're your when you're 30 hours away, oh, man, that's my hometown. Those are my boys out there, you know, Um but yeah, when you hear like when we when we would be watching, um, you know, the NapTown Dragons and stuff would show up on something on YouTube. I'm like, oh yeah, those that's that's Indiana throwing it down right there. So yeah, it, it was it's cool. And Isaiah, um, you know, <laughs> Mike, Mike, you can't say "vite." So <laughs> I feel better Light. about. Vite. <laughs> I just said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> peeling back that curtain, guys. I got learning disabilities, so sometimes reading and saying it isn't the easiest thing for me. Um... So but yeah bust
2: your balls no sympathy
0: right no i <laughs> uh, make you stronger worse.
2: yes i'll support you behind the scenes but i'll punish you in front but i'm build you up
0: <laughs> i wouldn't want it any other way and maybe the six empty bud light bottles i got sitting here are helping uh helping increase oh. the mispronunciations but whatever it um could. Could. when you guys yeah, I, uh, I was one that popped
1: for uh uh you know Special referee in NXT, when I seen Naptown Dragon as a referee and seen Drake on NXT holding up a title, mm-hmm. I popped. When I seen actually uh to be the mark that I am in the show, my knowledge, when I was watching him and I seen Vince McMahon walking backstage and the camera panned over left on a wall and you seen him standing there, you seen Drake younger. But they didn't say nothing. They didn't say who he was. They didn't even allude to someone special. He just happened to be standing back there in a suit. I popped. I was like, what the hell? Oh, my God. No, wait a minute. That Town's dragon and WWE? Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's over. Indiana's on the map now.
2: Right? I think it's great that Drake got such a great job as a referee. I think it's a shame that such a talented wrestler wasn't ever put in the ring in NXT. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I agree. I've said that as the fan. And now that I'm on this side,
1: I'll tell you right now, I... I in the situation not speaking for him don't don't know the guy just a fan of him situation you know, he, he's a father he's a husband uh what that boy put his life and his body through oh, to for get sure, a chance sure. there he got yeah. i wouldn't have passed past. on it you know but hey don't get it wrong you know damn well exactly the moment i was telling, saying him holding mm-hmm. up that title a little part of drake younger yeah. it, was, it was thinking god wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be to be standing right here instead of holding this well I-
0: and you know what? He still had that belt in his hands, so yeah. you know what that that song "I Made It" by Cash Money Millionaires had to be playing mm-hmm. that a little bit right there. Yeah. Um, what song?
1: The other, it's let, uh, let WWE know Drake Younger and Daniel Bryan try that one time. Jesus,
0: those two would burn a friggin' building down.
2: Try
1: you know, that they wrestled,
2: one. Time. They wrestled in Indiana, you know, at Insanity Pro.
0: Yep. Yep. And, uh I think that one pop. <laughs> And hey, Mike, the referees are actually employees of WWE, right? They're not they're not 1099. I think they're so, all
2: independent contractors.
0: Oh, are they? I thought the I thought the refs were employees. I don't maybe, I don't, I don't know. Cuz most of the refs are on the ring crew, and I know those ring crew guys are all W2s. How do you know? Cuz oh. cuz oh. that's how big of a dork I am is I actually used to work at a venue in Fort Wayne. And talk to them all, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we're we're W two employees. The wrestlers are all t- on ten ninety nines, but we're actually employees of um WWE, well, Titan, whatever they called it." But, yeah. Well,
4: if he's an
1: independent contractor, ask him what he's doing May nineteenth.
0: <laughs> I, I bet he can't. <laughs> uh, if I gotta blur his face out, I will. Um, Drake, oh, at yeah. me. I would like to think Drake's listening, but yeah put a mask on i got a perfect mask for you drake i heard i heard people
1: get over wearing masks and returning to wrestling
0: <laughs> hey and that's always good at the gimmick table i watched arrow boy uh sell at the gcw show in chicago at 400 degrees in february i watched arrow boy probably move a dozen masks at, at not cheap i think they were 50 or 100 bucks a piece and he moved a dozen of them so
1: mask sales i know that we had a uh cura come in i hope i'm saying his name right uh, our very first show, um, Requiem, and, and kids loved him. Those mass a <laughs> uh, mass sells, No mass not I don't care who you are at a wrestling show.
0: So what are you guys doing for merch for this tournament? You got, is there going to be a shirt, a hat? We're going band?
1: out the AWR shirt uh, right now because, I mean, me, I'm not just a T-shirt company. So, I'm not just going to worry about making money off the fans, you know. And a lot of people, business wise, tell me you should have this out. You should have uh, uh, stickers. You should have. I'm not worried about that right now, but there will be an AWR shirt there. Uh, we're trying to figure out if we're just going to do an AWR shirt. I might, for my VIP, do something special. I, I, I couldn't tell you uh, that. I'm a creative guy, I'm a booker. Right, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not worried about that much because I, I think the event itself will sell. Now I know people want to support AWR, and I that's why we're going to bring the shirts out. Uh, I say more around June 30th, the event crisis that we're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, uh, cheap pop there. Uh, there might be more different things of merch. Coming, but as of AWR, you know the Asylum Deathmatch. We're worried more about the Deathmatch itself, and, the, and we're worried about the wrestlers and their merch, because everybody knows the independent shows. That's you know who, what what supports the wrestlers the most. uh We want to push more of their merch. We, I don't like trying to oversell my workers, to be honest. If I if I'm shooting, you know, straight. Uh, I really don't, and I haven't been worried about merch because that takes away from my workers when they try to go out there and sell their merch. If I do merch, I'll sell it online.
0: I was just thinking, I I, I wanted an AWR shirt for when I came down. Oh, we got the, there will be one their way. Uh, You
1: know, we're going to have something. We had to make sure that, I mean, even more because, you know, my VIP packages does have a t-shirt, a front row ticket. You get one flyer signed by everybody. That's at the event and you get to take a picture with your choice of participant uh so i mean i gotta have some nice shirts i can't just give you a generic shirt
0: <laughs> yeah no
1: white tea. <laughs> yeah, no white tee with a marker my daughter do- my, my daughter would love that my 10 year old daughter would love to draw awr for all you guys yeah.
2: but tell him you're selling invisible shirts the invisible oh my god gold. that'd get over would be able to get over on invisible shirts
1: i mean uh, i don't want you know, GCW come after me for stealing their worker. I mean... <laughs>
0: gimmick infringement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I> mean, <laughs> uh, you
2: know,
1: I'm going to let them keep the invisible, man. I love that gimmick. So I'm going to let them keep that, 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 that. Hey, GCW, there you go. There's a gimmick for that uh, wrestling, the invisible guy. You got your invisible shirts. We got Only the AWR 10-
0: shirt. Brent, I know you're listening. Brent, $10 invisible man t-shirts.
1: There you go. I like that. I support that. You got that from Indiana. Yeah, I support that, bro.
0: The Hoosier boys got that one for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll even print them for you. <laughs> yeah. Call me. I got a good deal on them. Call me.
0: Hang on. My daughter's freaking out in the background. Hang on. One second here. Don't ask where my daughter's still up at 10 o'clock at night. I'm a bad dad. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> it's, it's the weekend. My daughter's in the room probably playing some
0: Fortnite. Or some Minecraft right now. Yeah, mine's three though. It's, I just did, didn't put her to bed. My wife's out of town, and I didn't have. To oh, sleep. it's party time with Pop Pop Dude. she oh, ain't yeah. going to bed for another hour and a half. Well, she came. Uh, she came down the hall with a, a big. I went to. So we went to the Y and did that. Did that scene for a little bit, and they were splashing. And we just got a brand new Y up here in Lake County, Indiana. It's off the chain. It's got a splash pad. It's amazing. Um, but. Uh, I stopped at Walgreens on the way back, because it's right across the street, and got four things of Mike and Ike's for five bucks, and she came down the hall carrying the thing of Mike and Ike's, and it was empty, so she ate a whole big box of Mike and Ike's, so she's yeah. not going to bed for, like, six hours. Yeah, yeah, at least, yeah like, I don't
1: have two hours, you're good, man. She's going to yeah. watch Lion King or something three or four times, she's good. We
0: got, we got Wally Kazam on right now.
1: There, there you go. She's she going to Wally Kazam and go to sleep.
0: Yeah, and dad's down in Bud Light Limes as fast as he can.
1: Oh, man, there you go. All you need to do is roll something. You'll be fine.
0: Yeah, that's out in the garage. I don't do that generally around the kids. That's a smart move, brother. (laughs) That's a very smart move. So what's next for AWR? I know, um, you know, don't don't say cheap plug because you're on here. Mike and I's passion is growing deathmatch wrestling um, and I, I don't want to speak for Mike And I apologize for speaking for you Mike But I know my passion Especially is Midwest deathmatch wrestling um, I want to see these guys get As big as they can Make as much money as they can It kills me that these guys have to work shoot jobs And all that stuff I wish these guys could be deathmatch wrestlers Or just deathmatch wrestlers And I want to do everything in my power To help bring these boys along that way So um, it's never a cheap plug It's I want to plug all your dates I want to, you know Share your merch on the Deathmatch Cult page, all that stuff, and and I can tell you the the guys on the cult want to support the wrestlers. That's I don't think anybody's a member of the Deathmatch Cult page because they're uh, a passive fan of Deathmatch wrestling. They're all, all very active fans. Yeah,
1: so I what? Really appreciate, uh, to, to, not to cut you off on that, but I really appreciate you guys for for that. That's the reason I love being in the Deathmatch Cult. That's the reason why anytime you guys message me, I'm gonna be right here sitting chit chat with you.
0: For sure. So, what what shows do we have coming up? Are there death matches uh,
1: on them? Um, uh, now, you know, we all know uh, we've been here now for a little bit. Talking about May nineteenth, I'm gonna keep saying that one over and over again until May twentieth, and then May twentieth, I'll be like May nineteenth was wonderful, but then now we have June thirtieth. We have crisis. Crisis is going to be continue. People, you know, notice me. We got a pattern right now, you know, where I'm going through tournaments and I'm going through different ideas. Uh, uh, this show. Well, I have some deathmatch wrestlers in it, and if you've listened to the last podcast and you've heard me say it in this one, I'm supporting wrestling. You know, not saying I'm not supporting deathmatch wrestling. I'm not support- I'm supporting wrestling. You will see normal matches. You will see maybe one deathmatch, maybe one hardcore match. It might not even be deathmatch, but you will see some of these deathmatch guys wrestling in normal matches against guys you probably would have never seen them wrestle against. Just to show their skill set inside that ring. Now, I will say I have only two names as of right now that, uh, that you know, I've announced. And that's Hot Fire Myron Reed. He's returning uh, June 30th to AWR. Uh, you, you can't deny that guy. That's, that's a very hot wrestler right now um, in the Midwest and even past the Midwest.
0: I see his name literally on Facebook probably six times a day. He's he's a guy that's talked about quite a bit. Yes, uh, a lot of people,
1: you know, uh, love that new style of wrestling. And, and to be honest, and it's not because the guy's going to be there at June 30th. The, the guy is very talented. We had him at Requiem. We had him at our first event when he uh, went against Jonathan Wolf. So, and it was an amazing match. Uh, so I, our second Event happened, third event happened. We are trying to test the waters and see who would touch Indianapolis a different way. And it was my fault I didn't have the guy back in. And it was my mistake. Now, I'm not letting him go anywhere. If I can have it, he will be at every event. Because he really tears down the house, no matter who you put him against. And you're going to see that the 30th. I'm not going to tell you who yet. But when, when I put him against who I put him against, it's, it's really going to be something wonderful in that ring.
0: I've got a couple ideas of guys I'd love to see, but it's real easy to sit here and just fantasy book. Uh, I, and then you said uh, two names. I'll who be the honest. I that, 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 give you that,
1: that's honestly what I do when I'm thinking about this. Who, who would be the best match? Because I don't want to just give people random guys to fill a card. I want to give them matches. They'll come in and be like, man, we've wanted these two to go. The guy I'm talking about uh, against him, I'm not going to say his name, but everybody, would when they see the matchup, yeah, yeah, I, I would love to see that. They're going to media because you got two different styles and two of the best of their styles facing each other.
0: The name that is, name. pops in my yep. head is Cole. I'd love to see Cole Radrick go against him. I think that'd be that's a lot a of fun. That, that would be a very fast-paced match. Those two uh, would burn fast. the friggin' place down, but you couldn't—you you damn sure couldn't send them out in front of anybody that's going to brawl because they're going to—they're going to put on a show.
1: Yeah, uh, that—that's that, a. I don't even think the ring could handle something like that, but that's that's a good idea. Uh, that is a good idea. Yeah, you, 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 you tingled my arms there on that one. I, <laughs> I, I seen them two standing across from each other at the ring. That sounds like a good idea. I, I'm gonna mark that one for future reference. Mm-hmm. Um, the second name I'm going for, and, and it's a, it had to happen. Uh, a lot of people that seen the merciful fate or uh, um, was there uh, in, in the in the Championship match, Drew Skills was taking on Clayton Gaines for the championship belt. Um, everybody knows Isaiah. Everybody's been talking about how Isaiah, you know, uh, caused Clayton Gaines to lose the championship. A lot of people ain't discussing how there was a guy that started that, and it was Trevor Court. Trevor Court was in the crowd that night. I didn't know Trevor Court was in the crowd that night, honestly. And he took it upon himself to interject himself by throwing a water bottle at Clayton Gaines when he's about to spear two skills. Caused an interruption and that's what led to Isaiah interfering and uh, causing Clayton Gaines to lose his uh, shot at the belt. So now Trevor Court wants to come June 30th and he, he wants to show what he's got for AWR. He's got something in store from what he says. When I, when I spoke to him he says he, he, he's got something for us. So we're going to see. I can't really go too much deep into who he's going up against, but very soon you guys will find out. And I think it'll be a, a very great match.
0: Awesome. Looking forward to it for sure. Um, I think so. One of the things that's getting talked about is there's going to be storyline, not to go back to the the asylum show, but obviously the tournament show. Um obviously that's what most of our listeners are going to be interested into is that there's going to be some storyline kind of woven throughout the tournament. Whereas most tournaments are just kind of winter move on. Um, is there truth to that rumor that there's going to be uh, an overlying story arc to the, to the tournament? I mean, in
1: science, uh, uh, hindsight, yes. Uh, uh, you know, to the point that, you can look at it as a fan. I'm trying to say it the best way as a fan, but as a promoter to promote the event. Uh, as a fan, you can look at it and see the Indiana mixture in some of these names. Mm-hmm. And now Some of these names are tied to each other. Some of these names have passed. Some of these names have been around each other for years. Right. This is going to tell a story of the rebirth of Indianapolis Deathmatch Wrestling. And and now I know I've said I'm different styles, but Deathmatch Wrestling is the uh, It might not happen at every event. Every event, I might not have light tubes getting busted over everybody's face. But you know, me personally, does that make it a death match? Well. To me, a death match is blood. Mm-hmm. No matter how you get that blood, it's a blood in extreme ways. Not a WWE light. Oh, here's a stone, a uh, styrofoam head that knocks you out. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's different reasons that these guys are in this tournament. And if who should win should win to the second round, there's going to be reasons, you know? So at the end of the event, I think the fans will understand why it ended the way it did. Uh, that's awesome. all I can really say, you know, without going too deep into it and too much of a breaking K and right. just being honest with it. There's a reason this is happening in Indianapolis. There's a reason the people that are all the people that, are in here there's a reason why they're in every match that they're in that's how i'll pretty much put it every match that you see there will be a reason why that match is happening
0: that's awesome and that's been one of my biggest issues with deathmatch wrestling i love deathmatch wrestling it's my passion it's the one thing of wrestling that kind of brought me back to wrestling about five years ago but the one thing i've always i've I've had an issue with in the recent deathmatch wrestling i guess i should say is there's no storytelling um a lot of times it's oh, we're going to put these two guys against each other and hell, they might have tag teamed with each other two nights ago. You know, I, I want some story. I want some some plot. I, I missed my grown up grown man soap opera that I had with the attitude Era air WWE. Um, and I feel like when when wrestling can tell a story, that's when wrestling's at its best.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, man. I, I've had discussions and I've have t- said it plenty of times, so all on my Facebook. I, I kind of tagged the guys that's been influenced since I've been in the business, and one of them was Nick Burn, uh Nick Mondo, uh, Matt Burns, and um, something he said in an interview. Uh, I don't I, I can't tell you because I'm a huge pothead. uh right. um, Which Which interview it was? It might have been for his new movie, The Trade. Cheap plug. Uh, very good movie. Check it out. Amazon. Amazing movie. TV. It- amazing it's, movie
0: it's free on amazon guys if, if, if you have amazon prime it's free uh, otherwise just like, check it out that box well worth watching
1: yes uh, but what i was saying was see, he said something that caught my eyes in the interview as a fan and not even when i was a promoter i heard this when i was a fan deathmatch wrestling lost something with me when it was just random violence it, it, when it was just people beating the fuck out of each other, and then their next event, those same exactly what you said, the same two people that was just throwing each other through panes of glass, the next week they were best friends. Uh, if, you, you're gonna, if you're not going, if you're going to do something that violent, shouldn't have a reason. Shouldn't it have a storyline, or you're going to water down? deathmatch and that's why I honestly feel has happened uh, and people can get pissed at me people can you know message me after this podcast airs, oh no no we love this We that's fine uh, there's no uh, overall it's a debate so you can have opinions on what you feel for me I feel like all that nonsense violence that was just done to do, do this it made no sense to the word wrestling because wrestling there was always a bad guy a good guy they were fighting for a reason right and that that's really what we want there's going to be a reason to this tournament every awr so you were going to see a reason why people are fighting this ain't going to just be like hey i brought this guy in and he wants to fight this guy so hey here's the match oh no, there's going to be reasonings for everything because i what i was
2: taught when i was raised to that's what wrestling is
0: sure mike do you have any more questions for gary
2: no i think we summed up pretty good i'm excited about the ar uh awr tournament um i look forward to seeing it when it comes out on dvd i wish i could be in indiana but it's a bit far and i've got things going on but i definitely know you're going to be a big success and i look forward to seeing many more shows and great tournaments to come and uh support it and and definitely can't wait to see it on dvd i appreciate it brother man just
1: uh you know for you a little side thing just give me that address we'll make sure you get a copy
2: oh thank you
0: all right, I'm going to sign out real quick, and then we will we can talk a minute off air. Um, so for Deathmatch, Colt Presents, my name's Max. We had Corp on for a little bit, but his internet connection kind of let him down. He's up there in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, um, probably kicking it with dysfunction and you know letting string out because they're so high. So Corp had to jump off a little early, but we want to thank Corp really big on that. Gary Emmett, amazing again. Uh, That AWR show again, May 19th. You might remember that day. That was the day of the curtain call. One of the most important days in wrestling ever is May 19th. Um, And I feel like AWR is not going to let that date down. I'm not saying there's going to be a curtain call, but I think it's going to be a big transition for the the state of Indiana and for the Midwest Deathmatch Wrestling. I know they've got some great stuff working up north, but uh, Indiana and Illinois and Wisconsin, uh, Ohio, I've always kind of struggled to get a real true deathmatch culture going, I think, and I think AWR is going to be that thing that really pushes it over the edge. Um, for Mike and myself, Max, thank you very much.